Okay, so welcome to uh, this week's episode of the Python People podcast. Um, and today we are very honoured to be joined by none other than Christina Finley. Christina, thank you very much for, uh, for being here with us today. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Not a problem, not a problem at all. So Christina, for those of you who are, uh, well, those people out there that have yet to have the, uh, the pleasure uh, of, uh, of meeting you, um, you are the, the Director of Data and Insight for the National Trust. And um, we, uh, we kind of had a, a chat quite recently uh, and discussed how I think, you know, certainly where we are as a kind of business society at the moment, you know, data is seemingly becoming very front and centre uh, for a lot of businesses in terms of their kind of strategy moving forward um, in light of the pandemic and, and you know, sort of recent world events. And we thought it'd be quite useful for us to uh, sort of put our heads together uh, and certainly for you to kind of share your perspective um, based on your experiences as a senior leader within technology and your kind of expertise on on how you actually go about creating um, that data culture um, because obviously you've done that many times to date in, in various roles and you know I think it's very easy for a lot of businesses to say you know we want to be more data centric but you know how do you actually go about doing that and I think that's uh, you know something we thought would be quite interesting to to put a bit of context and a bit of definition around so um, I guess you know I'll start if, if I may by by asking you the question you know when, when we sort of talk about being data driven and being data centric um, you know what what does that actually mean you know what's, what's the true meaning of being a data driven uh, business in your opinion I think for, for me, it's really that you're not making decisions based on a hunch. Um, I've, I've been in quite a few organizations. Um, I worked for a lovely organization in Canada, but a lot of decisions were kind of off the fly. Um, and, and by bringing in kind of and, and starting to use the data that an organization has, I think they start organizations start to see how, how useful that is. Um, and, and so for me, I, I guess it's, it's just that really simple definition of yeah, you use the data that you have to make the decisions and to and to drive kind of um, you know, future things that you're that you're going to do product development or or any kind of uh, marketing for example yeah I think I think that's a really good definition you know because it is something that I think often people try and overcomplicate as well when they're sort of talking about mm -hmm. it's a very sexy terms and it being data driven in, in today's world yeah. um, but um, but yeah I guess it is just making I, I kind of see it as making informed decisions you know um based on actually looking at your data and understanding what's going on with the data because so many businesses you know don't operate in that way from what i can see you know in terms of really fully um looking at their data to kind of help them uh, make decisions as much as a pretty obvious statement uh, but just making fully informed decisions um so yeah i totally would uh, i totally would agree with that um so based on your kind of experience to date having gone into many businesses um established data functions from scratch you know different silos different verticals within a, a data remit um what what do you foresee as you know some of the most important factors to consider when you're creating that data culture within a business i think i think for me the first the first thing to start is 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 to ask yourself why why do you want to be data driven why do you want to drive a data culture um, because it's not just it's not the thing that every organization needs um, some organizations just need to use their data to make decisions they don't need to be truly data driven they don't need to have data drive every every decision that they're making within their organization so probably the first thing to think about is 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 why do we want to do this um, the the next thing for me kind of thinking about um, 
it's probably things like you know where, where do you want to go how is the how is data going to drive your your um your future the future of your business what what are you going to do and what's your start point um and then start thinking about the culture that you want to create and and for me once you have that future state and you know your current state then i feel like for the most part i'm just kind of a sheepdog i'm just kind of nudging people along you know you say that the, the idea of having the future state means that everyone knows where we're going and and theoretically they know their role within it um, but but so often what I find is that um, it's really just kind of a test and learn approach. It's kind of a, hey, let's try this today. Is this going to work? And you see what takes off. Um, you know, as we implemented Tableau at the National Trust, one of the things that I saw was, uh, you know, the first time I saw, oh, competitions. Who wants to do competitions? Totally not my thing. I really didn't think it would work. But genuinely, weekly competitions was the thing that got people throughout the organization all of our data champions really using data and really understanding all the subject matter experts were really using the data to to drive some analysis and to make some decisions so i think i think for me in terms of embedding or, or putting in some kind of data culture you you really have to kind of know what what's going to tick in your organization what what's going to make people kind of kind of work um and 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 just kind of have empathy and, and think about them and then try a whole bunch of different things. There's a, a, a lot of literature, there's a lot of stuff that, that you can look at in terms of, of training, in terms of communications, in terms of all sorts of different things, um, but, but really it's just uh, don't overthink it, just start doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's great advice in in many walks of life, I guess, isn't it? Absolutely, when you're trying to instill <laughs> culture, you know. Um, but you mentioned there, kind of touching upon, um, you know, kind of data, professionals in terms of you know what maybe instilling something like competitions or whatever to kind of help um you know drive um your performance or, or engagement however you want to kind of term it um I, I don't know if, how you feel about this but i think in my experience of my time within recruitment um i've kind of seen quite a shift in the and i guess the the mindset and the attitude towards data um over the last few years of you know historically it's always been a very kind of technically uh, focused domain um, you know for uber intelligent people with you know brains the size of planets that kind of very good at the numerate side of things um, which you know, I'm sure <laughs> it probably is to a more or lesser degree still in many ways but um, now that I think there's been this sort of uh, movement or, or shift towards actually the data what it means to the, the business you know in terms of solving the business problem it's, it's less of a technical focus thing now and it's more of a okay using technology to obviously solve the the business um, uh, issue at hand and do you do you see there's been a change in kind of the I guess that what what motivates people that you manage within the data remit you know is, is there something that kind of keep, keeps data professionals motivated engaged um, from what you've seen over the last few years I, I would say it's probably um, down to a human thing we all want to know that we're valued um, and and data professionals are no different than anyone else um, so for me, my role, I mean, you talked about the, um, you know, yes, it has been a very technical thing full of, you know, uber bright professionals. Um, and, and now we're moving to a place where it kind of embedding and it's in every walk of life. And how do you, how do you make that translation? Um, and, and, and what's the shift in people? I think we still need all those technical people. Um, but what they need to know, and I, I call myself a translator because I think I have to speak the language first of the business and then of the technical people and, and help to get get the message of the business back to the technical people what i find is that the data professionals the biggest motivator is for their work to be seen by the coo or whoever it might be uh, we had an all hands call a couple of weeks ago uh, there was a dashboard up in the in the the presentation that our executive was making 
and seriously, right, we, we use WebEx, seriously, the, the pings on the WebEx was, was incredible. Everyone was so excited within the team. And I, I don't think that has changed. Mm. Um, I think what has changed is, is our need to, to do better translation, to embed an, in analytics and in a different way, um, and, and much more about less the engineering, much more about the visualization, probably. Mm. But the yeah. people, definitely, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's I think that's a really interesting point, and and I think in many ways that that's possibly um, you know one of the really positive things that's happened in terms of the culture within data now that that many professionals within a data function, you know, data engineers, data scientists, they do genuinely see the work they're doing making a huge impact on the business problem. So I guess that kind of like I say that that recognition piece about what motivates people, you know, that that's something obviously that I'm sure. Uh, applies to, to many different areas of, of you know kind of psychology um, but I think that is one of the great things now within data is it's actually genuinely making that shift over and, and people can kind of see exactly what they're working on and how that really impacts the, the bigger picture and um, that must be a great place to be as a, as a leader within technology when you've got people that kind of see that connection. Yeah I think it, it really is I think one of the things that I see is that neither side sees exactly that match. Um, so, so when I'm talking to executives, for example, um, they, don't, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know that they can have things in a certain way, so I kind of have to listen to them, understand what they're doing, and in my head translate. And then the, the technical teams don't know what they don't know either. So they don't, they don't know exactly how, what, what will embed and what will kind of work exactly and, and, and get their, their data or their dashboard or whatever it is uh, into that executive presentation. So for me, that, that translator role is really important. Um, as as we kind of go forward of of making sure that that we're bridging that gap. Mm, absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. And and um, yeah, bear in mind your your kind of experience of going in and and being able to execute these uh, these strategies and these plans. I'm sure you'd probably uh, be the first to say that I'm sure not every single one of them has gone totally smoothly, and there's been a few sort of hurdles, <laughs> hurdles along the way, um, as as indeed any any leader, any manager will encounter at any stage of their journey. Um, but is there a something from your kind of experience? Is there something you feel that usually gets overlooked, or any kind of uh, pitfalls you know that people often um, assume when when it kind of comes to actually trying to implement a data culture? I think, um, uh, you know, any strategist in any kind of um, profession would probably say, you know, you, you write it down and you have your checklists and you think, well, this is it, this is perfect, everything I've done, I've thought everything through. Um, no, no matter what, there's always the people. And you can never anticipate how people are going to act and what they're going to do and how they're going to think. Um, so, and I'm not saying people are a pitfall, but people <laughs> are something that you can, that you can never really anticipate how they're going to react um, and so that it's just kind of that's just humanity that's how people are um, so hmm, that's that's probably uh, quite an important thing to kind of think through as you go in because uh, uh, they'll make it or break it yeah um, I think the the other pitfall that I have seen is, and obviously I you know you learn as you go through your career um, is not really listening to what the business needs um, and and really aligning what you're doing to the business strategy because for me that's the you know, because it's it's uh, for for people like me it's all just fascinating oh we could do so many things with this data but you don't need to what you need to do is to do what to what you're going to do with the data to align the business strategy to write the business strategy to to make the business happen um, and that's kind of back to what I was saying at the beginning of not every business needs to be data driven some just need to be kind of enabled with yeah. data 
yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely i think that's a really good point um that you mentioned there around around people and you know your uh your kind of reason for doing what you're doing as a leader could be totally you know uh, a positive uh, a change maybe you're bringing into the business could be a totally positive one in your eyes but often when you kind of I'm just thinking back to you know my, my experience of, of being a manager in recruitment you know you could make a decision in a boardroom that you think oh, this is going to be a great a great decision everyone's going to really yeah. enjoy it everyone's going to really love it and then you kind of go and you sort of roll out you know what you've discussed to uh you know the floor of people and yeah. then everyone's like what you know this is immediate this kind of affront and i guess yeah you kind of um but i, I suppose that's similar to all, all sort of managerial uh challenges in terms of taking people on a journey isn't it and, and yeah. kind of um yeah and I think I think that I mean you know they say every every kind of strategist you're meant to involve people in 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 strategy building and I I completely agree but I think in rolling out a strategy that's where I believe in the test and learn approach it's kind of a try this how's it working keep going um, and and when you're dealing with people for me the most important thing is what's in it for them what what are they going to get out of it um, because they um, because if you don't do that they will just feel put upon yes They'll just feel like yeah you're just trying to change what they do or what they're doing is wrong rather yeah. than you thinking, Oh, that's just going to be great for you. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, to that, to that point, actually, do you feel you, sometimes you have to be um, conscious and, and careful about even some of the language that you use when speaking to sort of non, non tech. And I don't mean that kind of an disparaging way, but just in terms of, you know, when you're through our eyes or through the, the lens of anybody that's sort of on the data side, maybe the term a data driven culture is a really positive one isn't it it yeah. sounds like really exciting because you know it's, it's kind of we're yeah. coming more into the fore in the business but you know if you're if you're not necessarily sat on that side of the business historically um yeah. do, you, do you feel that sometimes you know people going oh, use the word culture that's quite emotionally charged at the best of times anyway isn't it so do you feel like sometimes you have to be quite yeah, yeah. selective about the uh the language that you use when sort of speaking to other parts of the business about you know what it is you're actually implementing and what, what you're trying to drive and what you're trying to do yeah, um, I rarely use the word data, and and that and that <laughs> and which which sounds terrible because it's kind of oh it's it's no it's um, I I use the phrase making evidence based decisions, um, and and the reason that is is that everyone goes well that's a great thing of course we want to do that, um, whereas making data driven decisions makes makes it sound like I've got an agenda that I want to get my thing making decisions yeah. um, rather than something about what, what they want. So again, it's kind of back to the, the thinking about, um, you know, what does the business need? Um, the business that I work for right now doesn't, doesn't necessarily think it needs, needs data to make all its decisions. But when you say evidence, when you use the word evidence, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say that every organization wants a data culture as well. Um, what they want is a, an efficient and effective culture, which to me is what a data culture does. Um, it, it helps you be effective and efficient in making decisions. Um, it helps you drive and see opportunities. And so it kind of really depends on what kind of organization it is that you want to use the careful words that, that they would use themselves. Yeah, very good point. Absolutely. And I guess the, when you talk about efficiency and, and, and effectiveness, I mean, in your, your experience, I appreciate every business has got a different, uh, well, purpose, I guess, and a different kind of makeup yeah. in terms of how it's structured. But in terms of how you sort of foresee let's say you're a business at the moment you do want to, to move that shift over towards data being more data driven creating more of a, a true data culture is there a particular kind yeah. of optimal structure um you know that you see in terms of what a what a what a data department should look like so i'm talking about in terms of you know different functions that maybe sit within the the data umbrella um you know so even down to things like 
team sizes and, and management hierarchy? Yeah. Do you have any kind of uh, overriding sort of views on that from your experience? I think, I mean, I'll say it all depends because it, because it does. Um, I think for me, in, in terms of organizational structure, it depends on probably three things. Um, the first is what, it, what is your data strategy? Um, because within your data strategy, which should be aligned to the business strategy, um, you'll have worked out what your operating model is. Are you a self, do you want to be self-served? Do you want to be hub and spoke? What, what's your operating model for data? Um, so that will determine quite a lot. Um, the second is that when you think about the, the level of maturity of the organization, are they an organization that is really happy using data or are they an organization that is scared of charts and, and graphs, which is a, a low data maturity organization? Um, I think the other probably is, is the, the level of investment and the, the, the criticality of the pace that the organization works at. Those three things would design, determine the size of the team and how many different people you need. Um, my feeling is, I, I kind of feel like when, and no matter what, you probably need to get in your senior person first because they will be able to tell you, do you need four people or do you need 20 people? You know, what, 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 what is that? Because it's probably the most important thing is the, the second thing I said, which is the data maturity. If you're a really early on data maturity organization, you probably need more senior people to help you put in the right technology, to build the right processes, to kind of get things going. And once you have some momentum, you probably don't need quite a senior team uh, in, unless your organization is changing or your business strategy is, is changing. Um, so I can't give you a, well, you need 10 people and they need to be these different functions because it yeah. definitely depends on, on, on those things. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, absolutely. And you said something quite interesting there about the, the maturity of the business in terms of how, how self-serving you know, the end end user or the business yeah. potentially will end up being. And um, yeah, to play devil's advocate, I mean, do you feel that it's the the purpose and the kind of responsibility and the duty really of a of a of a CDO, you know, kind of a, someone at the top that's driving the data strategy to eventually almost make themselves uh, redundant, you know, in terms of being out of a yeah. job because the business does really have that capability of being fully self-serving have the tools that they need to to make those decisions themselves they're engaged and interested in using those tools to get that data to make those decisions because um, I guess in many ways people not from a data background becoming self-serving and using that data themselves to, to make those decisions to, to sort of enable their performance yeah really I guess is probably the most uh, most data-driven a business can be so what's your sort of thoughts on where the boundaries should lie between the business being self-serving with regards to the, the data they can access and and reports they can run etc versus the the data functions ability to to serve their you know, customers so to speak yeah I think, so for me, the hub and spoke, kind of that middle zone is probably always the right one uh, because it's a compromise. Everything's a compromise. I think on, on your first point is, is it the CBO's job to actually do themselves out of a job? And I, I would say yes. I think in, in, in many cases, yes, that is the case. When we, when we build a data science model, uh, we find opportunities, we find out what's driving things, and then we aim to fix. And once we've fixed, we've broken the model, we need to move on to a new model. And for me, a, a, a CBO, it's the exact same thing. You come in. You work out what the organization needs. You, you, you find those drivers of what's going to make it tick. You get set that emotion, and then you go, okay, right? You probably don't need someone as senior as me anymore. Um, the hub and spoke model, to me, is brilliant. It has it, it, it pitfalls in terms of the self-serve model. Um, what the, what the biggest pitfall is that um, you need to make sure that you have some standards in place and some governance and quality 
standards to make sure that there's consistency in the in the analytics that get out to the organization. Um, if you don't have a I, I feel like the buzzword of the of the year is single source of the truth. If you don't have a single source of the truth, then you have people making different decisions based on what they think is is their the the real truth, the real data. And what you find is actually they're using two different data sets, um, and and that's inconsistent for the organization. So mm. if you're going to do have and spoke, um, for me definitely it's a, it's about having a single source of the truth, and then and then doing your have and spoke model. Sure. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I mean the. Um the actual kind of execution of these strategies and, and I guess from a, an effectiveness point of view, but also just from a, you know, fulfillment point of view, um, for somebody such as yourself as a senior leader within, within, uh, data and technology, um, do you feel there's any particular pros or cons or, you know, advantages or disadvantages of, of rolling out, um, you know, true data strategy or true or creating the data culture within a, a business you know whether it's a smaller you know kind of maybe startup type business or whether it's a larger bigger blue chip kind of organization um, do you see often sort of advantages and disadvantages of being able to establish a, a data culture in in where they sit on that spectrum I think I mean the I'll, I'll start with what is probably easier the the one big disadvantage is that it will need to change um, and that you can spend time doing a data strategy and then and then two years happen, technology's all different, and, and people are different, and you, you need to kind of, you know, do, do it again. So that's, to me, probably the only disadvantage, because the advantages really, really outweigh. It's, it's a matter of stepping back and thinking, are we doing this right? Are we on the right path? And, and probably most importantly, are you getting everybody on that bus with you, whether it's, it's on the team or in the organization? Does everybody understand what you're trying to do? And, and also their role within it. Um, that, that is probably the most important bit is because you can't do this alone. You can't do this as a, as a CDO or as a leader of a team. You can't be alone in doing it. You need everyone else to change what they do. If you're going to change any kind of culture or do any kind of change management thing, you need to make sure that other people are changing what, what they do. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, yes to a data strategy, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I guess as a, a kind of um, maybe a, a takeaway message based around all of your lessons to date in, in small organizations, bigger organizations, more, more mature functions versus, you know, um, startup kind of functions within data. Is there a kind of a number one lesson or I guess or a key share that you, uh, you think based on your own personal experiences is, is important for, for someone else that's, that's about to embark on this journey? Um, there, I mean, so many lessons, so many lessons. Um, I, you know, the, the biggest thing I think is just empathy. And I think, because I think that for me, that has been, oh, it's no longer a secret if I get this out now, but the secret to my success has been empathy. Um, because what I think, um, all of, all of my time spent kind of, you know, looking at and doing consumer research, I, I take that now into my role. And I think when I'm talking to business leaders, I think, what is it you really need? What is it that you need that, that you can't even verbalize? And how can I exceed your expectations? If I have empathy, I'm really getting myself in their shoes and really understanding what they need. If I'm thinking about my team, um, I want to make them happy. I want to get them motivated by having empathy, by sitting down and understanding who they are and empathizing with who they are. I think that that helps me to, to really get to them and motivate them and work out what's in it for them. Um, so for me, yeah, probably the one lesson I've learned is, is make sure you've got empathy. Yeah, I've, I 
totally agree. And I think it's been really interesting speaking with you actually and hearing your perspective on these things. But I've, I've been really um, fascinated with, and I guess it's probably to do with the, you know, the high level that you're, you're operating at um, but in terms of how a lot of the answers have been focused around people, you know, and, uh, and psychology as well, you know, rather than sort of uh, focusing too into the nitty gritty of, of pure technology. Um, and I think this probably goes back to the point we were talking about earlier of, of the people that are genuinely capable of going into to a business and sort of executing a, a real working um, you know, data strategy and creating a, a data culture is that awareness that it's so much more than a set of, of, of technology sort of taped together. It's, it's about, you know, winning hearts and minds, isn't it? And, and, and I guess sort of extending that to the, the wider psychology of what it is to be a good leader, you know, and, and kind of a good, good manager. Yeah. But, uh, but it's been really interesting to kind of hear your perspective on that and, uh, and how it does sort of marry together with, um, with the world of technology and data. It, it is, it's definitely more than just the technology. You can do a lot of really great things when your technology isn't super great yet. Um, yeah. And I think it is. It, to me, the success is always the people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Lovely. Well, um, absolutely fantastic to speak to you, Christina. Thank you very much for your time. I think some really interesting insights uh, shared there. So uh, thank you again for, uh, for being a guest today. And um, yeah, wish you all the very best for the, for the future and uh, look forward to hopefully speaking to you again uh, very soon. Great. Thanks, Guy. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Bye for now. Bye.